and I'm in denial. And it don't take no x-ray to see right through my smile. I know I'll be on the go. And it ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Oh no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off, man. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. Today we got a little more serious. And we're going to talk about the reality of the world that we live in as black people in America. We live in a world where the national moment of silence is necessary to reflect on the senseless loss of the black lives in America. We live in a world where our black skin can cause someone enough discomfort to kill, where freedoms are for some and not for all. And today we're going to get a little more serious and talk about it. I'm Kate Lux. I'm Coco Reds. And I'm Cola. So we're going to get right into it. Right. Um, over this past weekend, a was he 17 or 18? Either 18. way, he was 18, 18, an 18-year-old boy by the name of Michael Brown was shot and killed in Missouri. Now, of course, there's a lot of different stories going around about why he was killed. And, you know, the one story that I've been hearing consistently amongst um, the boy, because one of his friends was with him and, like, some witnesses was... Um, Dorian Johnson... Was this Dorian Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, they were walking in the street, not on the sidewalk, and the police officer yelled and told them, "Get on the get on the sidewalk." And they were just saying, "Like we're almost close to our destination," you know, just basically like we're almost there. And the police officer, I guess, wasn't really feeling it. So, long story short, he like tried to open the door. Or he opened his car door, which hit the two of them and then bounced back on him. And then he tried to grab Michael and grabbed him into the car. And they were, like, having a a struggle in the car, allegedly. And then he ended up shooting him. And Michael and his friends started running. And then he got shot again. And once he got shot again, he, like, put up his hands and turned around, like, I don't have a gun. I'm, you know, I'm about to surrender, basically. Right, don't shoot. And the police officer kept walking up to him, shooting, shooting, shooting. I heard he was shot about ten times with two of the shots in his head. Yes. Yeah, everyone's saying different things, which, yeah. and, which is completely strange to me because, I mean— it just takes account. I, I just I don't I don't understand why they haven't released exactly. I think it's to cover up how how many ridiculous or this cop was right to shoot he, a child because eight there times, there ten shouldn't times. exactly there shouldn't be some people saying oh it was a couple oh it was more than a couple like one of the cops I can't remember his name when I was reading about it he said oh it was more than a couple what does that mean. That's anything over two. two, Exactly. That's anything over two. Like, just say how many was it? And even uh, when they asked Dorian in an interview, they were saying, so was it three shots? He was like, it was definitely more than three. It It was was four shots. It was more than four. Yeah, it's like they're they're trying to cover up. They're trying to cover up. They still haven't released his name or anything. They're trying to cover up a lot. Uh, A whole lot. Because initially when I heard it, I was on my way coming home from Philly, and I heard that 
the police got a report that there was some theft that just happened at like a nearby grocery store or corner store or something. There's always. But then like it just still doesn't make sense whether it was a theft or not. He, the boy was running. He there's multiple people that say he put up his hands like it just nothing was, nothing makes sense. There was a video that was floating around an unofficial raw cut, you know, like a cell phone video that was floating around Tumblr for a couple of days and it was of someone recanting his story of um how it all happened and he said that they went to the store and he bought like two boxes of um you know like cigarillos or some or mm-hmm. you know whatever and he bought like two boxes and walked out the store and he only lives a couple blocks from the store so they were just walking there on foot and he said bye to the guy in the store or whatever. When he said when they left the store, there was no police around. There would have been no reason for anybody in that store to have called the police because he paid for his purchase. Um, he said he was pleasant in his exit. So he so, had stuff in his hand? Is this he, the person that was, was at the, this the person that sold him the cigarellos? No, this is the person that was with him. Oh, okay. At the store. Okay. This is one of the people that was with him at the store. And... Allegedly. So he says he was with them at the store. Mm-hmm. And it was a pleasant exit. There was no police walking back. Like, uh, it's an area store. So, the, you know, you know when the 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 shopkeeper knows the kids in the neighborhood right. kind of situation? That's what it seemed like. And he said that halfway, like, maybe a block or two away from his house, the cop pulls out, like you're saying, like Dorian's story and the story that's been going around. The cop pulls out, tells him to get out the street, almost taps him with the car, and you know, so and so on and so forth with it to that leads to Mike's death. So it's just really crazy that of he went to the store with multiple people. Only one person that was with him has spoken at, like, has been on national news. He was on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And we'll play the clip. And this other video is going around Tumblr randomly. Um, other videos from Vines and Instagrams have been unofficial. They're not from any news outlet. Nobody's, and maybe one um, Channel 4 in St. Louis, KM, KMOV, had one other witness uh, talk speak out no other major news networks are talking to the people and then on top of that media is being shut out of ferguson right which is nuts that's because they're, hi- they're hiding <laughs> they're hiding which is nuts something. why why would you they're shutting out they're shutting out the media this is crazy because Arresting this is Ferguson in 2014. Right. They've arrested journalists from Washington Post. They've arrested journalists from Huffington Post. They've made Fox News shut down their cameras. Mm-hmm. People are they're they're suggesting and I don't understand how you can do that. Like how can you, you can tell somebody That's shut down illegal. their cameras? That's illegal. You can't. The only do time that. it's like if you're doing an investigation, if they're interfering you with can, an investigation, you cannot do they're that. not even in, interfering. Y'all aren't investigating anything. Y'all are trying to put, patrol exactly a, some protesters. Exactly. There's suggested there's a suggestive curfew. So after dark, the shit starts to get real where they start tear gassing people. They don't want peaceful protesters out. They basically telling people to stay in your house. Mind your business. Mind you, there's been rumors that 
people from Gaza, protesters and fighters from Gaza have been tweeting. Mm-hmm. This people is are how Ferguson, you... this is how you protect yourself from tear gas. Oh, all right now. There's rumors that tear gas and things like that, rubber bullets and stuff have been shot into people's homes. Wow. Yeah. A girl from Howard, or she's a Howard graduate that was there um, doing some, I guess, freelancing and stuff and just, you know, staying up with the protest and mm-hmm. just keeping people informed. She got shot in the head. And I saw, I saw, with a rubber, a rubber bullet. I mean, but that's still hurt. That's still, right? yeah, like, that's still bad okay? because I saw, I saw somebody's, somebody post a picture of what their wound looked like from a rubber bullet and it was like, the size of a golf ball and it just looked really bad and bruised but she the last picture i saw on her instagram she took with her you know a neck brace on she mm-hmm. was in the ambulance but i saw an instagram video going around and one of the police officers was just um talking to i guess some people on the street maybe they're ferguson people that lived around there or something and he was just saying yeah she got shot in the head um, with a rubber bullet and they were like well who shot her like you know who shot her and who has rubber bullets he was about to say who shot her and one of his other fellow police officers was like putting his shut hand on his mouth up. like be quiet and then he stopped talking and everybody Ew, was like don't put so don't disgusting. put your hand over his mouth like and the, the guy to me I mean you could say I'm racist or stereotyping or whatever just because of the color of his skin the guy did look black or like some type of Latino mm-hmm. or he was of color oh, right. and I'm just like, and the guy, the guy was of color who was telling the police officer to be quiet. Let me be exact, because the police officer was white that was given the details. So I'm just like, it's just What's weird. happening. There's, yeah. there's some real shit happening in Ferguson, and it's on levels that I, I can't understand why in 2014 we're still dealing with this stuff. Actually, one of um, actually one of my coworkers, he wrote something. He's a protester, uh, like uh, Jews for. Gaza and peace in Palestine and stuff like that and he wrote something on Insta- on Facebook and he said tear gas is no joke I know someone who was shot in the head with a 22 caliber tear gas round and lost his eye and sustained brain damage people have died from being shot in the head and the chest with non-lethal weapons it causes major respiratory problems. It can cause permanent damage to the eyes. It can kill people with heart and respiratory conditions. So this is the stuff that they're just shooting out there into. And I know we talked about they're talking about rioters and looters and stuff. But when you look at the pictures, this is the tear gas that they're shooting into crowds of people just standing around. Right. And I'm still at a loss for words. When the images come out and it's people standing with their hands up and they're and they're they got the German shepherds on them and pointing big a, crazy guns. I'm at still them. at a loss why milita- militarized police are walking people's neighborhoods and they can't come out of their homes. What this is like martial law shit. Like this is real shit. I even seen a guy that was, I guess fought in Iraq tweeted a picture of him along with a police officer in Ferguson and was just saying, like, these people are way more protected than I was, and I was fighting in Iraq. Like, but for what? But, I mean, when you look back at it, like Cola was saying, everything just seems wrong. When I looked at pictures, they put they put Michael's body in a, a black undercover truck. Right. Why are you putting his body there? Y'all let him sit out there for four for hours. hours. Why are y'all letting this traumatizing whatever little kids may be around they're here? they're trying to get their story together when before the, they yeah, even when move people, him. When, if, if, before anyone set, sees him. 
It's not. How are we going to explain but, this? But I think the y'all trying to figure out how y'all are going to explain this is just is not making it any better. Because the more stuff that the I feel like the longer they wait, the more people are just uncovering and saying like what it really is. Like none of this stuff makes sense. If y'all would have just got the ambulance there, got the coroner or whoever there, got his body out of there, whatever, whatever. Because that from the beginning just was so wrong. That was wrong on so many levels. Just the beginning. Just I mean. Because there was no respect for his body. There was no respect for his death. There was no respect for his life. Because even if you killed that kid in cold blood, you got a dead kid in the middle of the street, they would never do that to no white person's body like that and leave them uncovered like that in the street dead. They would never do that. Fuck out of here. That would never happen. The militarized police is something people haven't seen since, like, protest and... In the 60s, in the civil rights era. And it's uncanny. People have been, you know, all over social media, you've been seeing the side-by-sides of, like, 1964 and Ferguson now. So it's it's crazy that militarized police are just, it's going, for, and I'm just looking, like, for what? For people that have no weapons? For people that are just out there with their hands and feet? Like, for people that are rightfully protesting and, and, and seeking out their First Amendment rights? Like, are you crazy? That's my issue with um, the cop story because I feel like everyone's trying to focus on because this the story the story is the same on both sides until the cop is trying to get out the car, and right. that that's where everything gets fuzzy. The friend says one thing, and bystanders say one thing, and then the cop is saying another that he attacked me. I tried to get out the car. He they closed the door on me. And then he mm. attacked me inside yeah. of the car and tried to get my weapon. But I feel I like that's that not too. that's not even that doesn't even make sense. As a cop, in why am I even choking this man from inside your car, pulling exactly. him inward? That my, doesn't make any sense. My main, it, but his, in his mind, I guess that was so he was supposed to be defending himself. That's the story that he's giving. Mm-mm. But that's not even my focus. My focus isn't whether he attacked you first or whether you attacked him. How in the hell do you explain? Did, do you explain? <laughs> Whether he attacked you or not, unarmed, you mean to tell me that you couldn't detain this boy without shooting him multiple times? Multiple that's, times. That's my issue. And I think after one in the knee should have stopped. Exactly. Hello? Because let's let's say he did attack him. Right. And you have to that think doesn't, of it. That still does not explain. He ten runs. Bullets. That doesn't explain. And then you, right. you're ten still bullets. hitting him. He right. turns around. You're still shooting him. He puts his, his hands up. And you're and still, still shooting him. He's on his knees. Him. You're still shooting like, him. Like, sir, that, that's the issue. Yeah. Not whether he attacked you or not. It's wh- how, how does how that do justify explain? shooting him the way you did? Like he was an animal. First of all, people won't even treat animals like that. You right. shoot a dog, it's like, oh my and god! And the minute you do shoot an animal like oh that, take goodness. him down. They had his his uh they because it happened around here in ba- in Baltimore. Oh, he, the man yeah. shot the animal. Mm-hmm. You got his uh, what? You had his rap sheet for the the news station had his rap sheet. They had his uh mug shot. They had his name, how old he was. You have all that for a dog, but for a black man, oh, we not releasing his name. But what people don't know is after those like it was somebody that sliced a dog's neck and somebody who shot a dog after those the two incidences sli- exactly yeah. the dog's neck right after those two incidences occurred all of a sudden there were stories about how training about how to deal with animals was going to, going around the police stations and they're they're training the people how to how to they're training the police how to deal with detaining dogs but you can't 
you can't you could easily spend 10 people off the top of your head that have been killed by police in the last right. maybe a year and a half and that doesn't and, that doesn't, and that doesn't ring a bell that doesn't warrant that's normal right. <laughs> like that that's doesn't normal say, hey may, maybe we should take a look at how that's they're the, training that's the these sick people part. that's the sick part because it, it feels normal it feels regular it feels regular to hear about a Trayvon. It feels regular to, to hear about a Jordan Davis. It feels regular to hear about a Mike Brown. It, hears, it feels regular to hear about a Sean Bell. There's no, there's no regular shit about that. But what about the people that are comparing the the cop, the cop crime or the cop killing blacks to the black on black crime? Because as of lately, the past couple of days, there I heard. I heard in D.C. it was like a little mini Chirac, like it was 50, 20 shootings or something in the past five or seven days, something crazy. that, And it was just like, that's not really, you know, I know everybody has crime. D.C. has crime. But that many shootings over a, a small period of time was just like crazy. But everybody in the, you know, the social media sphere and all that is just like, well, we kill each other all the time, but now everybody wants to cause a big uproar when a, a white cop kills a black guy. Like, y'all got to stop killing each other first. Woo, woo, woo. But I, it's, there's no, it's no comparison. I just feel like there's, it's just no comparison. That's just complete racial injustice. I just want to kill you because I think I may possibly get off. You scare me without really even scaring me. I just want to make an example out of you. And then the black on black crime is just because some niggas are just ignorant and stupid and just need to understand that these white people, the white supremacy, they made us see each other this way. They made us feel like, okay, let them act let, let let us make them look like or let us make them feel like they're inferior they're going to take that and then they're just going to kill each other off like it's just i just don't i don't i don't get it when people finally decided that the deaths in chicago illinois was too much and they started to send the military and the militarized police milita- militarized police to chicago it still didn't look like ferguson today since y'all care so much you're borderline pushing the police sympathizer button with me you're borderline because you didn't have this conversation you give a, you didn't give a shit about that conversation until people started talking about this and, and it's like every time you don't care about the black on black crime while it's happening until somebody says stop killing our black children you didn't you didn't you were in an uproar yesterday you weren't in uproar yesterday. You didn't give a shit yesterday. Or any other day. Because what were you doing? Were you mentoring someone? Were you reaching out to anybody in your community? Were you in the Baltimore area? Were you part of 300 Black Men March to end senseless violence in the, in, in the area of Baltimore, in Baltimore City? Did you reach out to any organizations and ask them what they were doing? Have you written to anyone and say, I'm concerned about crime? You on Facebook doing your Facebook thing, but you weren't concerned about the issue yesterday. Don't pretend to be concerned about the issue today. And it's two different issues we're looking at. That's an internal problem. Black-on-black crime is an issue. It's something that's real. It's something that's tangible. It's something that's visible. And it's something that we do need to address. But this is something that we need to address as well. Too many of our kids are, are dying for walking home. Right. Walking while black. People need to understand. First of all, what 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 is the police? What is the police's motto? They to are protect, supposed to protect <laughs> and serve. Please leave me alone. First of all, 
please I leave didn't me alone. go through anybody's training please leave me alone. to protect and serve. <laughs> that is your job. Right. That is the pledge that you took. So don't compare black on black crime ever to police brutality. Get ever. out of here. Ever. Right. And then the two other things I want to mention. Institutionalized oppression and self fulfilling prophecies. Snaps. So if if you've already programmed us to act like animals and then you want to kill us like animals and then say, oh, but you kill each other because right. you programmed me to do this. You put you put me in a situation where now I I, I have to fight for my life. Daily. <laughs> yes. You put somebody in a pressure cooker situation right. and expect them not to react like. I, I just I just be I just be sitting there like looking at when people say stuff like that. I just be sitting there like. What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I I'm just confused because when you compare, you're you're talking about black on black crime, which is, it it is an internal issue in the black community, and then you're talking about someone who has authority, someone who has Abusing law on their, their side, authority. someone who has a bulletproof vest on, right. someone who has. Someone who's in a, in a court of law is their word against yours, and their word is going to be taken more seriously than yours. Right, right. you're, you're bound you're, to you're, take you're, that talk, you're talking about two different animals here. I would not compare the two. Yes, there are both issues in our community. Absolutely, there are both issues that need to be addressed. There are both issues that need to be attacked aggressively. Yes, but they're but they're two different. You can't compare the two. You can't come up to me and be like, oh. I'm lactose and we're we're all lactose intolerant. We should blow, you know, you know, working inside the dairy factory. It's hard working inside the dairy factory, and then go to me. Well, if you would stop eating cheese, like they're mm-hmm. working in the dairy factory and eating cheese is two separate entities. They're both right. issues. Because the dairy factory ain't shit. Sure, it's, it's probably not great. But you're you're still eating the cheese. So, bruh, stop sitting these fucking white supremacist Kool Aids, dog. Like I need you to stop because the propaganda is fucking real. Because when they, when they, whenever it's a white kid that blows up a fucking school or shoots up a goddamn movie theater, that kid he was a genius. He was he he, it was just something wrong with him. You know he had issues with his mother. He was a smart kid. He was good. He didn't have no friends. They put up they put up that motherfucker's graduation photos all over and they plastered that shit. It's called propaganda. They're telling you who you are and you don't even see it. But they put up that picture of Mike Brown. He had a graduation picture that they could have put up. Right. I'm sure when they went to his mama and asked his mama for some pictures of him that she provided that graduation photo. You think she wouldn't be proud enough to give that up? Especially after she said she had to fight very hard to keep him, to get him in school and keep him in school. So I'm sure, I'm sure they scoured that kid's Facebook and his Instagram and his Twitter to find whatever the the most Terrible. the most least positive seeming photos of him. They did the same thing to Trayvon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they said this kid died, they didn't say, "Oh, it was a college brown student." Oh, he was an athlete. They said he's been suspended from school three times. And then it was like that oh, was a headline. Oh, he oh he smokes weed. So what? So show, what? Show me so, a kid that, so that don't smoke weed. Show me show me a show white me kid police that's, officer that's not taking that weed up off of you and probably smoking it themselves. Show me a white Hello? kid that's not popping the molly right now. Show, show me, me a kid, kid that's not on Adderall in school right doing now. Doing that Are you way kidding? crazier stuff. Like, the kids in the the white kids in the lab cooking their shit from scratch. Okay. 
We just from the earth, y'all. Don't let them tell y'all that. At all. <laughs> just, just let it go in one ear and out the other. Keep and, doing and your I herbs. Mean, and I don't smoke, but I mean, it's weed. You'll be okay. It is what it is. I just think the people are trying to compare the two because of the... I want to say their lack of education. And, of course, everybody knows the whole saying is you put some information in a book, a black person not going to read it. But I just feel like if they understood the whole how whites have programmed us and how they are really actually scared of us and how they know, like, we can, you know, we can do a lot. We can become a lot. We're really the majority. They're the minority. If they really just took their time and really read and understood all of this stuff and, and take it all the way back to slavery and, you know, just work their way forward, they will understand why stuff is happening the way it is and how, at the end of the day, those are two separate issues. Because we work in a system that's not built for us to succeed. The laws weren't set up for us to be great. Are you shitting me? If you if you dissect the the 13th amendment properly when they when they so-called abolish slavery, you're not a slave so long as you're not in jail. So long as you're not incarcerated. And what do you think they picking you up off the street for? For mm-hmm. for petty for petty lightweight Real petty. weed nonviolent crimes. What they think you put they picking you up off the street for? And toss you in jail and put what, you in jail you, and you're They want you to react. What do you think in New York? They're doing stop and frisk crazy every other block. You could one kid could walk down four blocks and be stopped seven times. I want to. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to read y'all something. Um, I saw this. I found this article by uh, Patrick Buchanan from um, HumanEvents.com, and um, he says in New York from January to June 2008, 83% of all gun assailants were black. According to, a wit- according to witnesses and victims, though blacks were only 24% of the population, blacks and Hispanics together accounted for 98% of all gun assailants, 49 of every 50 muggings and murders in the Big Apple were the work of black or Hispanic criminals. So he's like, so why do you think, hold on, let me actually read exactly what he says. So is stop and frisk the work, the work of racist cops in New York? where the crime rate has been driven down in levels unseen in decades, I guess since Stop and Frisk became um, a practice, normal practice. So he's pretty much... Also, I have a quote here. Fernando Fernando. Mateo, head of the New York Taxicab Union, he says that pretty much... He said the God's honest truth is that 99% of people that are robbing, stealing, killing these drivers are blacks and Hispanics. (laughs) <laughs> this is my thing with statistics I just Statistics can be shaped You can take out add, can, Statistics can be shaped To say anything that you want them to say Because he just pushed the envelope With 99% Right That's that's my main issue with statistics um, I also I wouldn't say that Black people and Hispanic people or people from uh, you know African yeah like like we're not out here shooting right. killing right. robbing taxi cabs we definitely are but it goes back to what like, we were saying about twenty four percent of the population is doing all the crime <laughs> exactly. all of it exactly that's why I be, that's why we also having an issue when people release those like those statistics about AIDS that we um 
we make we up the majority the, yeah, we of make it, the majority. we make up a smaller part of And I'm of like, the, if you really th- think about that, think think about what, like, come on, how, how much are we worth of the this population? We're like, the, like the, the, the country's population, what are we like? Isn't like, I think it's like less than 10%. Yeah. Well, I was going to say about like 13 is. or something. It's, it's like it's like less than 10%. It's like a, it's a one-digit number, but I can't remember what it oh, okay. is. Because I think and it, we it, it's, really, up from like, it's up from 8%. And we really have more HIV. Two, two-thirds or three-fourths, something And it's something positive. People, seriously? The, the, like, the math just doesn't even make sense. White people don't have sex, apparently. No, <laughs> I guess not. Or they don't, they don't do drugs. They don't. Last time I'm checking, they be getting it in with some of these black people. They be getting it in with the drugs. They, they get it in with, in with each with other everything. and they have HIV. See, they, right. Exactly. So, this is why I don't, I don't necessarily believe statistics. That are released into the public in this manner. Right. <laughs> but I get what he's saying. Does that mean that you should violate my rights as a human being? Absolutely not. No. no. So, I mean, I don't think stop and frisk is justified but at all. But if I'm doing a nonviolent crime, that does, my life doesn't justify that. Taking my life doesn't justify that. Exactly. Eric Eric Gardner selling Lucy's on the sidewalk doesn't justify taking his life. Oh my at God, all. No. And then they said the guy who recorded the video, they had got him on a gun a gun charge like just like two like weeks ago week or something. That shit sure. not shady. Sure. That shit not shady. <laughs> sure they there's, did. There's videos, <laughs> like, there's videos yeah. all over the place this of police. This one cop was, I guess it was like the middle of a street. And you know those dividers in the middle of the street that's like little sidewalks. Mm -hmm. Had this woman down on the floor. She's got her hands covering her face. And he's just hitting her. Punching her in her face. Punching her. Another dude, another New York City police officer had his knee in a black woman's back. Had her arm. She couldn't protect herself. Punched her in the face. Punched her in her face. Putting people in the headlocks. What kind of practices are these? There was, And first of all, um, apparently... Putting people in a choco has been banned in New York since 1993. So it's amazing to me. And then I saw this other video because I watched the Gardner video for the first time today. I've always saw it floating around, you know, since the whole release or whatever in July. But I just never watched it because I was like, I don't even want to see that. Like, that's just going to make me cry. And as soon as I saw the video, like, this tears just hit my eyes. I'm like, I don't don't understand how you can do that. Like, you had to to feel as... All six him of y'all getting were on this one right. man. You had to feel him getting weak, like his life slipping away from him. You had to feel that. Like you had to, if he's Son. restraining and you all of a sudden you feel him getting weaker and weaker and weaker. That's your thing. You don't, don't, that way. You don't keep think, going. you know, Son. A, either he's, either he's giving up and he's just going to let you cuff him or B, something's wrong with this man. So Son. let me back up. The, my issue, if, even if you're going to deal with a shitty-ass killer cop, and not all police are shitty-ass cops, not all police are killers. I get it. Some of y'all are decent human beings. I get it. But y'all have been put in a system. Y'all have been brainwashed. Y'all have been taught to to react and trained to to work in a certain fashion. Aside from those cops, when the EMS showed up in that Garner video... I was in utter shock and disbelief as to how she reacted to the man just slumped on the floor like that. Because my mother's a nurse. I grew up in a family full of nurses. My mother, I, one time I was out and about with my mom. There was a hit and run. My mother's immediate reaction was to run across the street and check the man's pulse. Check, like, you know, she's checking for his vital signs. She's right. giving him, like giving her CPR, she stood there looking at that man for like a smooth 
90 seconds. In that 90 seconds, that man could be dying. Those could have been the minutes. Exactly. He could have been unconscious and just needed those 90 seconds. I have never seen a medical professional react like that to somebody who was in need of professional medical help. That is some unseen shit. I have never seen no shit like that in my life. The combination of those two factors, and they put, and they ruled it a homicide. Exactly. They it was ruled a homicide by the coroners. The combination of those factors, they could have saved that man's life. Right. They could have saved that man's life if they reacted faster. The same way they did that woman. Well, she didn't die, but they, there was a story of a of the New uh, New York City Police Department, New York Police Department, re, uh, answering a, a noise complaint call in a building. And they busted in this woman's door. First of all, and do you have a warrant for this? Okay. First of all, she cracked the door. She's a grandmother. She's in the house oh my four gosh. children. I had to cut that video she, off. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I, I, was, I, I watched the whole thing. I was thing. like, this is too much for me. I watched the whole thing so I can know what I'm talking about. This is the story. There was a noise complaint. They came to the building. Apparently, they were loud in her apartment, so they knocked on her door. The police knocked on her door. She comes to the door in her towel, cracks the door like, how may I help you? And they bust in her door. They start grabbing her. Her towel falls off. They um, they pepper spraying her grandson. The grandson's like four. Pepper oh spraying the grandson. They arrested, they arrested her oldest daughter. They, t- they detained the youngest daughter because they said... Because all of a sudden it went from a noise complaint to a complaint that the nine the nine year old daughter was being abused, How, and and where and then, did that come from? Exactly, and hmm. then they went back. The child protective services in New York or whatever went back and investigated, and they found there was no bruises on the girl, no nothing. And they was they found they interviewed the girl. They found no history of this child the being complaint. abused. But on the way out, the the twenty four year old daughter who was arrested was kicking the window. The window shattered. The window shattered, and a piece of the glass cut an officer on his face. Now she got a record for attacking a police officer. Now the grandmother has a record. Now the now the mother of the apartment has a record for resisting arrest. The woman has asthma. They're pepper spraying, and her neighbors are coming out screaming. She has asthma. She has asthma. Mm. This is like the next week or the same week as yeah. was, as as Eric Varner. Speaking of that, happening way too soon and way too often, Ezel Ford, L.A., apparently he had... He had um, mental issues. They right. never said what the mental uh, issues were. Yeah, they didn't was. say what the mental issues were, but his family said that he had mental issues, and and he was stopped on some, like, stop and frisk style stops, mm-hmm. and they stopped him, and apparently there was an altercation, and he lost his life off of that. And this is the unarmed kid. He right. wasn't being pursued for anything. He didn't. He's walking, minding his business. And one guy said that it was kind of similar to the Michael Brown situation. But they said, I guess somehow he was on the ground with I don't know if his hands were up or behind his back. And they, the guy said, now I don't know if he saw this, but he said that the police officer shot him in his back multiple times. Well, like, one time or more times, but either way, you on the floor already. Why, what, why does what? that make sense? Why is that the go-to? It's my, it's my, it's your gun. It's my lack of understanding. Why is that the go-to? You have unarmed citizens. Why, why is that the go-to? I need to know why is your gun the go-to First when they all, train you to use what, tasers and stuff. I was just stuff. about to say, y'all have training on how to detain people. I don't understand why the gun is the first thing you reach for. Detain these people. If you have to slam them, get them on the ground... Get their hands behind their back. Whatever. Do what you must. 
But you don't have to reach for your gun and shoot people. You don't have to choke people. First of all, that's just illegal. That's, that's a practice that y'all you shouldn't be using that. That's y'all banned. And when um Eric Varner, I remember when that story first came out, everybody tried to make it oh uh four hundred pound guy, you know, try to make it push it like, towards yeah. him him because being four hundred right. pounds and oh he had heart issues. So so what he had heart issues. But so even what, still you so were not he supposed to asthma. choke that man. You weren't supposed to be choking that man. Exactly. He was just selling some loose <laughs> cigarettes. You all act like he was out here whipping work selling coke. Or something like, I just. It's just and then it's uh, did we mention John Crawford, the guy who was in the BB gun? See, oh, this, in the this Walmart is and got shot. This is what this I didn't drives understand. me crazy. This story drives me crazy because in the South, they have these um, gun conceal issues that they're going through, and as protests. Gun-loving white folk have been walking in their WalMarts and walking in their Kmart's and walking wherever the fuck they want with fucking hunting rifles, AK-47 right. strapped over their shoulder, and nobody but says a no goddamn threat. thing to them. They're not doing anything. They're you know, no nobody threat. says a damn thing to you them. You know what's shady about this? That they're not releasing the the video to the public. The Walmart video? Yeah, they're not releasing the, the surveillance. They have. Well, let me say they haven't. I feel like I can I yes. can understand that maybe the 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 cops I mean I feel like I can understand that part even if it was something you know something right going on because you you, you just can't release that that's what is that breach evidence. of security or something but yeah they or said evidence that he had a the little BB gun in his hand or whatever they said the cops they get wife. a call and they said they apparently they said that they told him to put down his weapon and mm-hmm. he refused first of all he didn't have it I mean he. If he wasn't playing, if he didn't have a gun, I mean, I guess you can. But what argue, does a BB gun look like? It looks. Like, it, it looks, looks like, like a regular gun. gun. Okay. But the store yeah. sells BB guns. It's not like the store didn't sell BB guns. And he just walked Allegedly, in with Allegedly, he this. was in the BB gun aisle. Exactly. With of the BB gun, he would have a BB gun. And then gun they said the la- a lady called a cu- another customer called and felt like she, she was, was unsafe. She, she yeah, she was scared because he was a waving white it. Couple, she said he was waving it around or something. A white couple felt, uh, and that's the thing that we're talking about. Why does my black skin make you feel so uncomfortable? There's somebody in the next aisle with a damn AK-47 strapped on their back. And you feel bad, like, I, I'm so at a loss. Why is it that my blacks, and, and that's another thing about respectability, too. When they make these headlines with propaganda, and they're like, oh, well, he was a bad kid. Oh, he had a record. Oh, this. Or or whatever they say about all these people that have lost their lives for no reason. A suit wouldn't have saved their lives. A college education wouldn't have saved their right. lives. You can't being wait polite, that you going Being down. polite wouldn't have saved their life. No, I came across, um, just because you said so, being polite, yes, I came across. Yes, and jiving wouldn't have saved their lives. It wouldn't have. I came across a, treat, a tweet from Childish Gambino, and it, it was in quotes. I guess he was saying his, him and his mom was talking, he and it said. Tartar, and I'm not sure about that, nigga. Mm, Go ahead. Well, it said his mom. I mean, so maybe we could feel a little bit more for his mom. But it was saying his mom said, you know, when your time comes, just listen. And he was just like, I don't, you know, I feel bad that she even has to feel like that. And as I, I didn't understand it at first, but then I was thinking, like, is she saying to him, like, it's probably going to happen to you. But when it does happen, you know, just just listen. Whatever they tell you to do, just I think, listen. I think we should play the clip of um, David Banner on CNN yeah. when he was on CNN tonight with Don Lemon and some other guest hosts. And he talks about how Trayvon Martin did everything that he was supposed to do. What, what, what didn't Trayvon Martin do that our parents teach us? Pe- he did everything that he was supposed to do. 
He acknowledged that he was there. He got on the phone. He called somebody. He said, hey, you need to get away from me. He ran away. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Like you put your hands up, you tell them that you don't have a gun. The, the thing that America is telling our children, and this is the sad part, that black folks, if you don't make me comfortable, we will kill you. Yeah, right. I was going to bring up um, was Oscar, what's his last name? Grant. Right. When he was face down on the floor. And that police officer said he thought he was pulling out his taser. How? What, how? He's face, uh, and, and that's bullshit. Um, and then some... some some stupid white person gonna say, "Yeah, I heard him say, um, I'll, I'll taser you." No, you didn't. He said, "I'll shoot you," and I, and that's what it was. Like, even if he said, "I'll taser you," this boy, if if how it went like, was exactly how it was in the movie, supporting his, he was laying his down on his stomach. He tried to pull out his taser. No, he he. I mean, what he thought he put out pulled out his taser. Either way, you are. No, how long were you? How long have you been doing this? Because if you can't figure out between your taser and your gun and know which side where is, because I don't think they're next to each First other. First of all, tasers don't have triggers. So um, some tasers do. Some of the the way they hold some of their yeah, tasers, they look the t- like some what the one the not ones the, with the string, not the not the not I, the handheld two pronged. Yeah, taser. that's what I was about to say. Don't There's tasers where you can shoot it, it's and it has that little thing, and it's connected to the yeah. gun, and it will, and it will shock you from that from that. Um, it will send pulses through that wire. But so I still don't care. Still, you need you better training if you don't. Because but I, why did he need to be tased? He exactly. was already he was already on the ground. Exactly. So following instructions is not gonna save your life. Exactly. Being polite not gonna save your life. Being the good boy, being smart, being pol- you know, being college educated, being all the things that that supposed to make you respectable in this society is not gonna save your life because you have black skin. We all just need to pack up and get out of here. I mean, but also, then again, Liberia, where do you, where do you go? Shit. Yeah, but there's a Ebola right now. I'm getting Ebola right now. Nah, bro. Yeah, I'm not fucking with that Ebola. Nah, if there's really Ebola, because shit, because like you never know. Stories. Again, more propaganda. You like, ugh, whatever. People love to tell. I was thinking about that I'm too. Going to like, Haiti. Is, Bye. The, is Ebola real? <laughs> Ebola real. <laughs> They love to put stuff on our news and be like, "This is new. look what look what the Africans did again." Yeah, right. They love to do that. Yeah, of course, everybody was taking that and running with it. Like, oh, so when Africa had all this Ebola, there was no disease, no, or there was no cure for this disease. But when you got all two white sudden, people that got it, oh, let's 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 conjure up something. Let's figure out some type of cure. Let's bring them back and let's because, test this out on because them. Because black life is not valued in the American eyes. Okay, but when you say that, we can play that clip of what David David Banner says about black life having no value. I'd like to address something that you wrote on Twitter uh, that got a lot of attention saying that it's not only cops who seem to devalue black lives. You wrote this, you said, our situation is more psychological than people will admit black kids kill black kids for the same reason cops do. They see no value. And then that was retweeted about 5,000 times or more. And you also tweeted this, you said, black men have to watch what color we wear, what hood we are in, the, the cops, whites and blacks, no hoodie, no white tea, no loud radios. Damn. So many took you to task for that. Do you think that what you wrote was taken out of context? Explain what you meant by it. Well, it, it was definitely taken out of context. And first of all, on Sundays, I always dialogue with my fans. I always push my fans to think. And at the time, that had nothing to do with what was going on in Ferguson. So, but it still applies. 
What I was saying is, is that white cops do not see value in young black men. And the reason why a lot of young black men, not all black men, kill each other is because they don't see any value either. So many people have bought into this Americanized system, and America historically has always tortured, killed, and enslaved black people. And I have not forgot that. So in me saying that, there's a reason why we don't see value, but it's different mm -hmm. because cops are paid okay. to protect us. I still don't. Barack Obama. Can we talk about Prezi? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Barack, Barack <laughs> did make a statement regarding everybody was so pissing me off about him not making a statement. He made a statement about Robin Williams. I can be a better president. Why he not doing nothing? Like, I, what do y'all want this man to do? I don't know what I want him to do, but I don't like what he did. What was, what did he say? I it, I don't know. I, I guess it wasn't that I was I don't like it. I guess I don't know what it was supposed to do for me. I don't know if it's supposed to console me, make me feel better about the American way. I didn't. I didn't feel any different as I did before I watched it, as I did after. Um, he did talk about F the FBI independently investigating the situation with Michael Brown's death. Mm -hmm. He did talk about the there. Department of Justice consulting with local authority mm -hmm. to maintain public safety. And I'm like, I don't know what that means because y'all got true. tanks and shit. In Ferguson right now, y'all y'all closed off airspace. Helicopters can't fly over over Ferguson. That means no infiltration by the media. Um, how is that? that? Means, how I, does I don't that constitute understand. public safety? I, I understand there's rioting and there's looting, and that that doesn't help the situation. But when I'm looking at people that are not rioting and looting, being faced with guns in their face, um, I don't understand how that's warranting, or how that means public safety. Um, he did say there's never an excuse for police violence. I mean, for violence against police. And he also said that there's no excuse for police violence for abusing their authority. And we could, we could play that clip right here. Of course, it's important to remember how this started. Uh, we lost a young man, Michael Brown, in uh, heartbreaking and tragic circumstances. He was 18 years old. Uh, his family will never hold uh, Michael in their arms again. And when something like this happens, uh, the local authorities, including the police, have a responsibility to be open and transparent about how they are investigating that death and how they are protecting the people in their communities. There is never an excuse for violence against police or for those who would use this tragedy as a cover for vandalism or looting. There's also no excuse for police to use excessive force against peaceful protests or to throw protesters in jail for lawfully exercising their First Amendment rights. And here in the United States of America, police should not be bullying or arresting journalists who are just trying to do their jobs and report to the American people on what they see on the ground. Uh, put simply, we all need to hold ourselves to a high standard, uh, particularly those of us in positions of authority. Uh, I know that emotions are raw right now in Ferguson, uh, and there are certainly passionate differences about what has happened. Uh, there are going to be different accounts of how this tragedy occurred. There are going to be differences in terms of what needs to happen going forward. Uh, that's part of our democracy. But let's remember that we're all part of one American family. Uh, we are united in common values, and that includes belief uh, in equality under the law, 
a basic respect for public order and the right to pe uh, peaceful public protest, a reverence for the dignity of every single man, woman, and child among us, uh, and uh, the need for uh, accountability when it comes to our government. So uh, now's the time for healing. Now's the time for peace and calm on the streets of Ferguson. Uh, now is the time for an open and transparent process to see that justice is done. And I've asked that the Attorney General and the U.S. Attorney on the scene uh, continue to work with local officials uh, to move that process forward. Uh, they will be reporting to me in the coming days about what's being done to make sure that happens. But I, I, I off of that speech, I didn't feel any better. I feel like at, at this time, with all this to, other, I right. just feel like at this time and with it happening so frequently, I just don't think it was nothing he could have said that could make me feel better anyway. I think the president, you saying something, is just like, okay. But I think at the end of the day, the change or for me to feel better has to come from within the community and within, you know, within these people that you're hiring, that you're supposedly saying is that, supposed to protect me, but they're not. What do I say every other episode? I need all no. black people to educate themselves about their rights in America mm -hmm. and exercise their their right to vote because it starts bottom up. All these all these people that have these major decisions to make and and they and they're the ones appointing certain people to certain positions. All these midterm elections that happen in between presidents, they are important. Those are the important those ones. Are more mm -hmm. Those are more those that. are those are important ones. Those and I think it's because important. nobody t nobody is telling us nobody. But I mean that goes but to that's educate why. yourself. <laughs> it's probably in a book they somewhere. Want you to know exactly. what the more important um, exactly. Election. Because when you don't know your rights, that's when they pull the wool over your eyes. When you don't know what you're allowed to do and what you have the freedom to do in this country, that's when they take advantage of you. When you don't have the knowledge, that's when they, like, honestly, honestly, ignorance is not happiness. Ignorance cannot be bliss. I mean, knowledge, the, right the, weight, the weight of knowledge is heavy. The weight of knowledge is heavy, but I'd rather take the weight of knowledge than the than the than the non-existent and non-unrealistic bliss that occurs with ignorance. Because that's the type of shit that has us losing our our brothers, our sisters. That could be my cousin. That could exactly. be that could be me. Because and let's talk about that. Men are not the only victims of these crimes. Mm -hmm. Right. Men are not the only victims. Black men are not the only victims of these crimes. And, and I think it's important for us to stand together on this and not just isolate. You know, black men isolated as a black as a black man thing, or I just have to. We have to talk to our sons. It's a shame that we have to have those conversations with our right. children in the first place. But we do have to talk to everybody about these conversations and and have these open conversations and these dialogues and try to figure it out. Because at the end of the day, at the end of it all, after we end this conversation and turn off these mics, after these hashtags disappear, after that child is buried and his mother is still mourning in her home alone, right. what what do I do? I don't think nobody really understands that part. What do I do? When my social media activism does nothing and I had the conversation and the conversation is done and I do I and I feel good about myself cuz I I said my opinion. I said I felt strongly about the death of this child. I felt strongly about all the deaths of the, the senseless the senseless deaths of these people and police brutality and and abuse of authority and hiding and hiding the facts from the public. After I made all these statements, what do I do? 
vote. <laughs> vote. Well, get informed. How, vote. Well, the question is, how do we try to fix it? How do we try to change this? And I saw, I saw a tweet earlier. I probably didn't retweet it, or well, I tried to, but didn't. I don't know. But somebody tweeted like five things that should happen to police officers, and it was like one. Um, I think I saw the same thing. It was like I can't. I can't even remember. I just know like number five was saying like suspension or okay don't quote me on the numbers but one of them was saying like if you do anything you know that you're not supposed to do like a a chokehold or something you need to be suspended without pay because they Um, love giving these niggas free vacations which is ridiculous to me that's ridiculous on so many levels um it was just it was five things that were really really you know good and it was just like make a change you know get some people were saying get new people in there and train them properly. Some people were saying get all of Ferguson, those police out of there and get some other, you know, federal military or actual military army, whoever in there to really calm it or whatever. And I'm they just going to escalate it. Sorry. If you, actually, there was an article in the concourse um, written by Greg Howard. And just a quick as they're out of that to. Uh, about that militarized police thing again the article is called america is not for black people and in in a in a section of it he says the worst part of outfitting our police officers as soldiers has been psychological give a man access to drones tanks and body armor and he'll reasonably think that his job isn't simply to maintain peace but to eradicate danger Mm -hmm. instead of protecting and serving police are searching and destroying I believe that. And 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 that's the thing. And that's the thing about when when I talk about their brainwash kind of cuz they put them in the headspace that they're doing a lot more than they need to be that they need to be doing a lot more than they, they than they're actually doing. That that needs to happen. You don't need tear gas, dog. At all. For for some peaceful, for peaceful protest, protesting. protesters. You don't need tear gas. Okay, so I found it. I found what I was what I was looking for. Okay, here it is. The guy tweeted and said okay number one was shooting and killing of unarmed citizens who do not have outstanding warrants for violent crimes should be a federal offense number two chokeholds and chest compressions by police what current coroner listed as garner's uh, cause of death must be federally banned for police three is all police officers must wear forward-facing body cameras while on duty already happening and helping in several big cities they're 99 dollars a piece Four is suspensions for viola- suspensions for violations of numbers one, two, and three that I just listed should be unpaid. And five is convictions for offenses by police should have their mandatory minimums. Those who killed Diallo, Bell, Grant all found not guilty. And then the guy posted another tweet and said, in two hours, I'm going to release a petition for these five policy changes. Let's get ready to channel our energy for good. Got my back? I think those were some some good you know some good points. I think that's a start. That yeah, that's a start. That's a that's a that's a little bit putting a band aid. Somebody somebody um said something about that whole camera thing, and they said um I saw a picture floating around with some officer with the thing the little camera on his chest. But my thing is I don't that, that don't mean nothing. They got cameras on their cars. We People taking pictures. Cameras. We doing exactly. videos. And I just there's videos going around of and it's still civilian videos. And it don't matter. Why, why would it matter? Because the video's on the officer. Don't nobody care about that? Nah. I just feel like... And that joint would never get released. It's a start. It's a baby step in a marathon. Because the changes that we need to see when it comes to 
race relations in this country, when it comes to abuse of authority, when it comes to black lives mattering in this country, people of color, even that there was this one kid, I get, I don't remember his name. I, I just remember a couple of details of the story. It was in one of those gun-toting states where they're allowed to have guns, and he was practicing shooting somewhere, and he had headphones on, and they shot that child down. I think he was, like, Latino. Mm. But, he again, that's somebody that wasn't doing what they weren't supposed to be doing. Um, I think by the time we see the changes or what it takes to see the changes, we hope. it's going to either old or long gone. Right. And I'm trying to figure out what is it that I could do or what role do I need to be playing or where do I need to step up? Where do I need to better myself to to be part of that change? Because when I think about the kids, like just the kids dying on the street, you have to have a conversation with your kid. Like, be careful walking home from school. But it's so hard to try to be change and make change when you seem like you're the only person with that mentality or everybody has but that we're mentality. Not the only ones. Okay, we everybody's not, not the only ourselves. ones, but some people are out here like, "Oh yeah, I want to be a part of change. I want to make a change. But this world is going to change, but it's just, you know." But they're not ready to do the work that right. it takes to to do the change. It, they're not ready to to give up giving their money to to uh, white corporations. And a lot of people are not ready to be casualties because whereas I you're feel right. like a long time ago um well, civil rights was uh, was more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the fight for civil rights was a little more prevalent. People were like, yo, if I got to go, I got to go. But I want the ones after me to live better right. than me. And, and yeah, a okay, lot of I'm people sorry. don't have that same, you know, Mentality. they're kind of like, I'm not trying to go today. And some people might feel like it's it's not that bad or we're, we don't got to take it back to the it's, civil rights Exactly. And, and the thing is, it is that bad. They just don't see it as that because... It is that We bad. have become way more comfortable. And compliant with um, whatever our surroundings are. Yeah, because it's not that it's not that bad. So they think. I just yeah. feel like somebody had that conversation with me in the past. Is there anything this generation will stand up and give their life for? Some retweets, some Instagram shout-outs. That's not selfish. Is there anything... That, Because that's what they did. When we think about being able to go to integrated schools, not that I care for that or whatever, but when I think about the rights that I do have and the options that I do have as an American and what those people, they gave up their life. They gave up their family. They left their families. They went on the road. They protested. They put their lives at risk. They died. Mm-hmm. They were they were tear gas in the face. They were bit by dogs. They were blown. They, they were pushed aside with water hoses, yeah. with fire hoses. They did that so that I could walk around freely. But I'm not even walking around freely, right? I just think this this generation is a little bit off, and I just people, people are just confused. They've made us believe that we were like free, we're good, that we right. were equal, and that's the issue. Not not too many because when you have stuff like this, you have people bringing up other like black on black crime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like we're working. The they we they have us at a point where we're working against each other. Still, but that I mean, goes all the way back to like we were saying: educate yourselves, pick up a damn book, read it, stop setting your stupid ass on fire and eating hot chips that's oh on fire God. and doing cinnamon challenges and little dumb shit. Do something that's productive. Read, meditate. 
And that's not Talk to say to that Lord. you can't have fun. Yeah. Like, that's not to say you can't do fun shit in your life and not still be a serious sort of person. That's not, I don't think that's the point of what we're getting at here. But don't, don't pretend to be this righteous person when you really not. Don't pretend to be this righteous person when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's like, my issue in... That that's always my issue when these things happen. Or like, remember when the um, what was that? Oh my gosh, Cone. Uh, what was it? That thing that was going around. Oh, Coney. Yes. Stop Coney. Stop Coney. Oh my gosh. Everybody was an activist. It was because it's popping to be an activist. Exactly. That, and cool. that's what I hate. It's cool. It's cool to be down with the Occupy cause. It's cool to be down with Stop Coney 2012. Oh, my it's gosh. Cool oh, yeah, to, I remember that. To, I remember that. To give that money joint to, was everywhere. I just had issues with people like that. And I had even NAACP I had an issue with. I saw one of their tweets, and I, it turned me up because I was just like, this is some apologist shit. Like, honestly, I will pull up the tweet so I can read it to you guys now. But, like... I tweeted that, sh- and I was just like, and NWACP makes me want to throw up. Because y'all niggas are still accepting money from Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. But you want to, fuck out of here, NWACP. Like, seriously? And it's organizations like this that used to be about something that have been so watered down. It's crazy. Like, the NWACP, NWACP tweet that I had an issue with was um, hashtag Mike Brown. When someone outside of your race commits a murder, we want upheaval, but we need the same. We need, but we need the same for all murder. And I'm just like, they sound like they pushing the black and on that, you black know crime. What? And that's the apologist. And shit. that is, and that's true. But as, but right now, it's not. The we're talking time. about Mike Brown, <laughs> right? Don't like, like, don't use, don't use hashtag Mike Brown for this other fucking agenda. That's exactly. a whole other. Tweet that another day. Another time. That's a whole nother agenda. Yes, we should. Uh, murder Murder is the biggest crime in America. You look at any other country, especially by gun, we're the, we're the mm-hmm. only country that has as many murders as we do. We're the only ones. I'm moving to Switzerland. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. These are important issues. But we're talking about Mike Brown. We're talking about a child getting gunned out by police. And you want to bring up this, this next shit. This is not what we're talking about. This this is why I just feel like white people should have their communities. <laughs> and I was, and I was never and a fan did. of this whole and integration they did. And when shit. we did, when we had Black Wall Street, what did they do with it? They burnt that shit down. Whenever we had something good going, and they're like, oh, th- these black people are progressing. When black people Can't put, have that. When okay. black people had their own banks, they were putting their money into their own businesses. They were being, they were becoming millionaires. They were prospering and thriving. What did white people do? They went around and they burnt that shit down. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, I, not that I experienced the segregated um, time, but the idea of it, like reading about it, like history. They don't want you to have the choice. I didn't see anything wrong with they it. Don't, they, they don't want you to have the option. The only thing that I saw wrong with it was, um, you know, separate and unequal. That That's a problem. Yeah. But separate and equal, what was wrong with that? Right. And not to say that we can't, not to say that we can't coexist with these people in the same country, but... Why why can't we build strong black communities? You know, I hate when people say this. Oh, my gosh. It like when they be like they don't want to live in a um a, a black neighborhood because it's automatically going to be hood. It's automatically going to be ghetto that you've yes. been brainwashed. 
Right. Exactly. To you think that living around this, your people is, is... It's a negative thing. That means that you didn't make it. Living around white people means that you made it. And I don't like that. Like, I, I hate that. Like, hate, hate, hate it. Because I, I went for a job interview in an area where there's lots of white people. And they're all lower class white folk that drive pickup trucks. Like, I just... That's not a white <laughs> area I want to be in. I like where I'm at. I like my black people. Right. Black people, I mean, we're civilized. You can be. It's just going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of time, but I think it's going to have to start with a whole new generation. I don't know about these these new ones. They they make me nervous. <laughs> and I just think they make me nervous on so many more levels than one. It's they just like, have the capability. These mm-hmm. young kids coming up now, they have, just like we have, we have the ambition. We have the drive. We have the capability. It's where are we putting the focus? It's are we taking the time to sit down with, we talk about, oh, I'm worried about these young people. Are we sitting down and talking to them? Are we, am I, have, when's the last time you asked somebody that wasn't your family member that's in high school or younger, you know, what do you think about the world today? What do you think your place in the world is? When's the last time have you, when's the last time that you did that? Like, I feel like I need to hold myself accountable just the same way I would, like, it's my community. If I want to see my community be great, I have to be part of my community. You got to do your part. You can't just say, I'm worried about these kids, I'm worried for the future, and not play a part in that future. Like, you have to do your part. True that. There's this um, flyer going around. Um, I, I think it's called. That part out. <laughs> True that. Uh, this is flying around called um, the Day of Rage, and it's it's like a mock up of, and it has all the dates of the um, National Moment of Silence. Na- National Moments of Silence. And I was talking to um, one of my soros, and she was kind of like, "This is this is white folk trying to make trolling. it something it's not supposed to be. Like it's it's like signed anonymous." So, so the people, so the people that do see that, they're gonna go there with a different mindset. They don't want you to be silent because they, they want you to wild out. Exactly, they so, want you to turn up. They want you to not be focused on what the real, what the real goal of the evening is. They oh, want you to, they want you to be distracted <laughs> from what really needs to be happening. I don't fall for the propaganda. This. Don't fall for that fuck shit. National Moment of Silence is a real positive movement. It's a vigil honoring the lives of the these people that lost their lives for senselessness. Don't fall for the fuck shit, people. Even if you Google it, they still kind of lying to you. <laughs> so It says, Ferguson, Day of Rage. Psych. Wear red ribbons or armbands. It's so, I, which is ridiculous because the red ribbon thing is for and national then, and then it says, it says where exactly and that's why they want people to go out and be in a rage wear red ribbons or armbands this is a peaceful protest but but it's called day of rage day of rage but it's that called day of rage but in big red letters and red rage. is you know what you're doing with this color you know what I'm saying right. like there's psychology behind the colors exactly like stop it come on and the sad thing is a lot of people are like, we got to come out, we got to participate, make sure you wear red, blah, 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 blah. And it's just they want to like, heighten the, the riots. 
they claim that they want us to stop, but they they want people to continue to riot so, so they, they can, can keep killing kill us all. Exactly. So they can keep killing them. That's you know, not that they need a reason to kill us, but you okay. know, apparently they don't. I rest my case though. I well, just think it's it's the change. I think I've always, for me to be such a pessimist, a pessimistic person at times, I can be very optimistic too. And I feel like this world will have a change with everything, not only this violence and police brutality. I feel like overall, the world and the United States, there will be a change. I think that so time that will come. I feel like it's going to be a long, long, long. Yeah, it will time. be long gone, but I think. But I think something it's gonna is come. going to happen, and it may not be a. Lo- it may much. not be long gone because I just feel like back in the fifties and sixties, that those people felt like you know whatever change that they felt was necessary was going to come when they were long, long, long gone, and that wasn't the case. So it may not be like that, but I just feel like it's going to be a while. It will be a while, though. Thank you guys for listening to a more serious episode of Talk About It. I think um, as soon as we dropped our last episode, Mike Brown was killed. And I just felt like we all felt like it was really important just to have this conversation. And it was necessary to do so instead of I I know we're usually fun and lighthearted, but I, I just think it was time for us to dive into this subject. And I think if you have anything to say about it, let us know at three talk about it at gmail.com or our twitter at three talk about it and hashtag enough is enough and we could have a com- more you know take the conversation further i think we should close out by honoring some of the people that have lost their lives to police brutality and senseless murders the list is not long but i know there are plenty of lots. there are lots of names to add to this list i read a, um before you said i read an um, article i didn't mention it because i don't know how true it is but um apparently it was like 300-something deaths by black deaths by police officers in 2012. I can't. That's one year. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know how. You know, It's not far-fetched. But, again, I, I will say allegedly because I don't, you know, we don't know where that number came from. Right. But, yeah, it's real here. A lot of these things don't get reported. They And they won't. And they won't. Or don't make, you know, don't make the media. Emmett Till, Amadou Diallo, Sean Bell, Oscar Grant, Rakia Boyd, Taisha Miller, Jonathan Farrell, Tyreka Wilson, Pearly Golden, John Crawford, Miriam Carey, Renisha McBride, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Martin, Chantel Davis, Eric Garner, Mike Brown, Ezel Ford. All right, ladies and gents, I'm Kate Alex. I am Coco Reds. And I'm Cola. Until next time, love us. Love love definitely you. love you. All we want to do is break the chains off it. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off it.